Welcome back, listeners, to Just Add Chat. Tonight we're going to get into honesty is the best policy. Yeah, 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 we've all heard the different things, but stay tuned to find out why I want to talk about this tonight. All right, folks, we'll get straight into this. So, you know, I wanted to talk about honesty is the best policy tonight. So the reason it came up was actually because I was talking to my five-year-old. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a working mom who works in special ed at a local school. And um, I work with uh, the, the severely handicapped kids. And so my kids are ages five and nine. They are not handicapped. They are both average, normal everyday boys um and i always like to hear on our car ride tell them they ride the bus to and from the school that i work at and uh we we ride home together and so as we're driving and everything i always like to ask them about their day so my five-year-old was telling me today again kindergarten um that he was a little disappointed because he was going to get to clip up or have an extra special reward in class but because he was wiggling in line he decided not to lie to his teacher and told her that he was wiggling and talking to another little boy in his class that he wasn't supposed to so he didn't get to clip down he didn't get to clip up he didn't get you know his reward taken away from him and he didn't get a reward um but he was kind of disappointed because he kind of sort of wished he had told her that so i was so excited i told him i was so proud of him for being honest with his teacher that i knew it wasn't easy to do but it was the best thing to do and i think about how many times do we do this in life we think we want to make ourselves look the absolute best possible but we decide to fib, fudge, lie, however it takes to make ourselves look the absolute best that we possibly can. So the reality of it is um, when we live that lie, we aren't living who we truly are. We're not living our truth. And so I wanted to discuss in this episode why honesty is the best policy. So, um, as I'm talking to my child, he's going further into detail and, you know, telling me about his day and that everything went really well, but he doesn't understand why, you know, he, he really messed up this way and it was really bothering him. So here's reader interaction or listener interaction. You all aren't reading, you're listening to me, huh? Um, but listener interaction here, do you think I did the right thing by rewarding my child for being honest with his teacher, yes or no? What I wanted to do when I did give my son the reward this afternoon was thank him and compliment him that the fact that he was honest with his teacher. But I got to wondering, what if it was a bad thing because what if in, later in life... He doesn't get rewarded for doing something well, and he comes to expect that and those kind of changes. So if you guys have any questions, any opinions, I would love to hear your feedback on that. Alright, so we're going to transition into my next topic. So, I was so excited and rewarded my five-year-old that my nine-year-old decided that he was going to be jealous. Well, I've been honest before, and I never got the same kind of reward that my brother did. Well, reality check, there's been times that I have called you out one, not even just one, multiple times, and your brother too, for flat-out lying to me. Now, if you were doing something super awesome, super great, and amazing, yes, I would absolutely love to reward you. But I'm not going to reward you for doing something that was just yours. So, again, listener interaction. Was I being fair to my kids or being unfair whenever I was telling my oldest son that? So I'd love to hear your opinion and feedback on that as well. 
So as we're going through and we're talking about honesty is the best policy, um, it isn't always easy to be honest, to be truthful, especially when you're in a really hard circumstance. Like when your kid asks, you know, is Santa Claus real? Well, you have to go through and you have to really think long and hard how you go about it. So I didn't really want to do the Santa Claus legend with my kids at all. I know everybody wants to call me a bah humbug, you know, Christmas hater, this, that, and the other. But the reality of it is... Santa Claus just isn't the same as what it used to be. Like, if you look back 30 years ago, heck, if you look back 50 or 60 years ago, it's changed drastically. It's become more commercialized. People are getting really involved in details in these further lives, and it's just like lost its luster in a society where everything is readily available at your fingertips. I mean, birthdays have turned into extra Christmases, and so has pretty much every other holiday for that matter. And maybe I'm crazy, but Christmas just loses its luster. About the only thing that's positive about it is hopefully you're still on good terms with your family. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. Ha ha. Um... Well, hopefully you're still on good enough terms with your family that it's a blessing to get together. It's exciting. And you may not get to do it all the time like you want to. And so those kind of things are good. And if not, your friends um, getting together with different activities, churches, community activities, you know, those kind of things are good, you know, where you're getting to socialize and actually interact with people. However, you start to get into such a commercialization of, I didn't get the perfect gift, that you're making yourself bankrupt. And I mean, it's just, I have to get this for so-and-so, I have to do that for so-and-so. And the next thing you know, you've racked up a $5,000 bill. Now, it's not necessarily our family, and I realize I'm over-exaggerating, but there are people that actually do go through that. And they're just so hung up on getting the exact this and the exact that it's almost impossible to buy everybody exactly what they want. Now I use that as a, a general detail, but the reason we go back to that is talking about you know being honest. So what I did with my kids is I told them that Santa Claus is real, but it's not like what's in the commercialized things. So the reason Santa is real is because one, it's somebody that dresses up as Santa. So you can be a person that dresses up as Santa, but you're a real person who has a real job outside of it. Some people, and we know this for a fact because we've seen it before on TV, make Santa their living career. Um, those people I feel like go a little bit overboard. It's kind of like cosplayers. There are some people that make a living cosplaying, going to different events, and they make bank, you know, doing photos, ops, and you know, signatures and stuff, dressed up as these characters. But that's, you know, that's how they make their living. And so that's kind of how I see Santa in that regard. Uh, there are people that do that. Most people don't. And so I kind of just, you know, explain that to my kids that while there are people that do that for an absolute profession, the reality of it is it's more of a thing that they do to make, you know, kids happier at Christmas time. And so, um, you know, I don't get into the, all the elf magic, this, that, and the other. And they wanted to know about the history of the elves. And so I talked to them about reindeer herders, that those are, you know, the traditional garb that they wore, you know, um, thousands of years ago. And so that's where kind of that persona comes from. And that's why Santa's outfit's a little bit different than, you know, their outfit. But it kind of goes along with that same mindset. And that's where they start talking about the reindeer and things like that. So I just kind of explained the holiday itself, the different traditions. Like, you know, what the purpose of a candy cane is. And, you know, all those things. And why we incorporate it into our society. 
And, you know, try to deglamorize it a little bit and bring my kids just a little bit back to earth. Now, we still have fun watching the Christmas movies and things like that. And this isn't to kill Christmas. This is not what this podcast is about. It's talking about, is honesty always the best answer? In my opinion, yes, it is. It gives you credibility. It gives you a firm foundation. It makes you seem... Um, more respectful as a person. So as my kids get older and they find out more things in life, you know, about the Easter Bunny and they find out more things about um, the Tooth Fairy and all these different, you know, lies that have become such a stigma in our society, it's not going to be as um, fatal of a blow. So um, reader again or listener interaction again um if you guys agree or disagree with me i would love to hear your feedback and your opinion so we're wrapping up the end of this episode and um i hope everybody is getting something from my podcast um i'm kind of new to all of the podcasting scene for those of you who don't aren't familiar with my site it is just at that.com and i am a working mom i told you i work you know at a school but i'm trying to make it as on my online business i would love for that to be my primary form of income but right now it is not a possibility uh but i do believe it will be a possibility over the course of the next year hopefully no more than four or five years um but something that i hope to transition to as a permanent career option so um as as we're going through and we're we're talking about these things i decided and quite stumbled upon by accident into podcasting um i decided you know i love to talk to people in case you haven't noticed um i absolutely love to interact with people and meet new people but my favorite thing and my passion you'll find out especially on my live streams on YouTube and Facebook, again, just add that on both of those, um, that it's it's a passion of mine to help somebody. I'm not just saying it to be sugar-coated and a suck-up. It's just something I'm really driven to do. Like, I, I'll give you an example. I work with special ed kids. Mine are severely handicapped. I have four kids in my class with autism. One that has a physical handicap. He is mentally fine, but physically he's having some struggles. And I have one who has a complete mental handicapness. Um, she... Um, has major functioning issues that she has overcome, especially in the last several months. Um, but anyways, my point is, I absolutely love, and I mean live for, waking up and helping those six kids every single day. I'll tell you about one of my students. Um, we were working on writing the alphabet, and he has had the most horrible time writing the letter X. And he wants to write the letter X like a letter T. And when I say letter T, it looks more like a plus sign. So, um, to watch him over the last six months alone go from making it a plus sign to a letter T to an actual X white working today in handwriting, it was fantastic. For those of you who are wondering, these kids are age range from five to ten. So they are elementary school kids, so it's a huge accomplishment for this kid um, to go from doing that. Um, so with that being said, we had another student, different student. She has had tr struggles with the letter S. Um, she likes to write them backwards. Sometimes she likes to make them look like number five. Sometimes she likes to make them look like number twos. And the S is, the S struggle has been real, if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> with the innuendo in there. The struggles are real. But anyways, to watch her go from making this crazy 
nutty S's there all over the place and actually draw an, an awesome S. Not just any awesome S, an awesome capital S, an awesome lowercase S that's actually legible and readable. If you go back to what she was doing and it was like, what is that on your page? Is that some kind of interpretive art? Is that your mommy and daddy? Oh, wait, that's your letter S you were writing? You were writing a sentence? Oh, my goodness. You know, and you don't say that to a kid, but that's what you're thinking in your head is, you know, that that's a sentence and you can't read anything on it. So to go from that to being able to write it, again, huge, major accomplishment. So I can't tell you how proud I am of my students and how far that they have come this school year as we're wrapping up the end of the year. So um, uh, going back to what we were talking about, I believe personally that... Being honest is your best policy. There's a time to be honest and there's a time to be tactful. It doesn't mean that you become dishonest. If somebody comes out wearing hoochie mama shoes that looks like absolute garbage and trash, my two cents is there. there's a right way and a wrong way to handle it. A right way to handle it would be like, wow, you look nice. However, I just don't feel like such and such goes with your outfit. Um, maybe we'll go back to the shoe analogy. Those shoes are fabulous. I absolutely love those shoes, but I don't know that they're giving you the kind of look that you're going for with this. How about, and you might look in their closet if it's like a best friend or whatever. You might look in their closet and you might suggest, um, how about this pair of shoes? You know, and kind of work it that way to where their outfit looks better. Or if their cleavage is so no noticeable that it doesn't look like they're wearing any clothes at all. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, if you're a close friend, there's sometimes that you can be like, dude, you just can't go out like that. You just look ridiculous. Um, however, you know, if it's somebody you're not close to or acquainted to, um, using your manners, using respect, using it in a calm voice, you know, because there might be somebody who walks out wearing something that you definitely don't feel like going out in public and being associated with that outfit. Um, so, um, and it's not just girls, there are guys' outfits like that. There have been guy friends of mine. I'll give you an example of one of my cousins from back in high school. Um, everybody was all into the rave outfits and everything, and he came out with these ridiculous black and white checkered pants. And I'm not even joking when I tell you this, like, he was a skinny dude, and they could have put about four of him in there. Those pants were so big and so baggy. He was hanging on to the sides. He might as well have had some overalls, and I'm 90% sure he would have passed as one of the clowns uh, in the rodeo or something like that. And I thought, this is insane. And he was ready to go out riding on the town and thought he looked extra sharp. All he had to do was put on a doctor's hat. Which, by the way, was black and white also. Again, you've got this checkered pattern with these ridiculously large pants. And now he's wearing a Dr. Seuss hat. And he's wanting to go on a date like that. A date with a girl who was actually dressed up nice. And I can't tell you how many times I'm sitting here looking at my cousin thinking, you need a good smack on the back of the head. What were you thinking that that's going to somehow in some way impress some girl? There's no way that this girl who's dressed up to the nines, who looks like she's ready to go to a five-star restaurant, is ever going to take you seriously, dude. So with that being said, after that bad example, 
is um tell me in your opinion listeners how uh you would handle a situation like that if that was your friend your family member um maybe even a neighbor or you're going out with another friend and that is his or her date so i would love to hear any feedback all right folks that's all for this podcast we hope you all have a great evening and wishing you guys the best weekend have a good one